out there, we're on the air, it's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. Okay, welcome to Vegas Hockey Hotline, powered by Station Casinos and the STN Sports app. That's Stevie Slapshot. I'm Dana Lane from the Brian Blessing Studio on the day that Brian loved the most. Something's heating up over at the Vegas Towers. Yeah, City National. CNAT. CNA. Yeah, we'll see where it's it's happening from. So Dave Shane, who was scheduled to join us, will not be joining us. Names have been thrown around here in the last couple minutes. We saw Ricard Raquel, Vegas might be in. Uh, we, we saw that uh, there was a tweet out that Vegas was deep in discussion for Raquel. Pouliot has been picked up by Seattle. You yes, saw that? Seattle. And then, it's the third one. Uh, Dadanoff. Oh, D- yeah, right. We talked about that. Or Dadanoff. Dadanoff, yeah. Evgeny. Evgeny. He might be moved. Philadelphia is the rumored team for him. So we'll see how things go. And I, I had this issue this morning. I said, okay, well, I'm going to get on the definitive trade tracker app or trade tracker website. And I just... I don't know if they're, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't see one, I, you know, one is better than the other. So I, I want, I, I should, what did Brian use? Oh, uh, no, he, did he just jump around? He, just, the ju- deal? he, he just jumped around. Yeah. And, and it's the same with me. There, there's, you know, I, I think that, um, these guys that cover the NHL, uh, Pierre Lebron, uh, Elliot Friedman, uh, Darren Dreger, um, that they have contacts with certain GNM, GMs and certain agents, um, but not you know they have better relationships with some guys than others. So it's kind of you know you kind of piece it together. So LeBron's going to get something that that Friedman won't get, and Friedman will get something that Dreger won't get, and so forth. So you kind of have to follow everybody. We are going to have Joe O'Donnell on the radio voice of the Minnesota Wild. Want to get his. Uh, take on the Mark Andre Fleury signing. I mean, that's got to be huge. It's got to be invigorating for that market. And then we look at other deals that are being made. Joshua Brown, a guy that you know, probably most people don't know, but he, he played for the Ottawa Senators, played a lot of games for them. Not a guy that's going to light up score sheets, but the Bruins get him in a deal from Ottawa. Six five kid, pretty pretty lanky. Not, I think he's only 190 pounds. But he's a big defenseman, again, and we see teams that are absolutely loading up, uh, like the Rangers and the Bruins, uh, on defense. Uh, The Metropolitan Division, I'm surprised that Carolina hasn't been more active. I'm surprised that Pittsburgh hasn't been more active. Outside of the Braun move for the Rangers, I think that division's kind of saying, okay, we're going to move forward with what we have, and why not? I mean, Carolina's... you know, arguably the one of the best teams in hockey, certainly in the East. Pittsburgh, I think they're pretty happy where they are right now. I mean, as fans, we want our teams to make moves. But it doesn't mean, you know, for the Vegas Golden Knights, if they didn't make any move, I could say, okay, well, you know what that's telling me? That's telling me the guys that are on are coming back. day-to-day and, and potentially IR are coming back. That's, right. Those are your moves. And you feel good about, I mean, let's be honest. Vegas put together an all-star roster. Mm -hmm. So to have some of these guys coming back tells me that they're pretty happy with where where they are and feel like when healthy, they can match up against anybody. When healthy, they can. Uh, uh, By the way, Pouliot, not surprising. Uh, The Kraken were like the uh, Kansas City A's of the NHL over the weekend. So, uh, So a lot of guys were moved out. So, so they need bodies there. So not surprising that the Kraken uh, would pick up Pouliot. Um, Dodonov uh, being available, I mean, we, we thought that that would happen. 
Um, we, we finally but saw up until two days. Ago, yeah. Two we, games ago. We we're like, who's taking him? Exactly. So, uh, so this is perfect timing for, for him to get hot so that they can move him. In my opinion, what, what are your thoughts on Raquel? I, I, Early on in his career, I thought, here's a guy that can get, be something, and for me, he's not lived up to that. And I'm not sure that that's a guy that I'd want to add here, but maybe they just need a body. You well, think- I think he's – I think, you know, for a team that needs help defensively on the blue line, I mean, they clearly do need help. Mm-hmm. I think they need – I think they bend better, but you're not going into the playoffs with, with, with what you have right now. No, I mean he's a. I mean, how many years? What has he been in the league for? I'd say seven, seven years, years seven, yeah. eight years. I mean, yeah. he's a obviously a, a guy that's going to give you stability on the back end. He's a guy that has put up a lot of goals in, in his past. I mean, he's been a a thirty goal guy at one point uh, in his career. I mean, he's a, not on your back end. He's, he gives give you scoring depth. Obviously, yeah. he's a winger. Um, but he's been a guy that. No, he's been at his height. He's a 50, 60 point guy. Yeah, at his height. I'm, I, I, I'm not sure he reaches that again in his career. I don't know. It, it seems like it's tailed off here recently for him in Anaheim. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, uh-huh. he could be a 20 goal guy. I still think you can rely on him to be 20. Yeah. See, if he goes to Vegas, you don't need him to be 30. No, that's, that's it's fine. just like Pacioretty. Pacioretty was leaned on in Montreal so much that they suffocated him. Yeah. That's Couldn't true. wait to get out. Yeah. Okay. So you bring a guy like Raquel here, who obviously, you know what, in 15, 16, 17 was fantastic with the Ducks. Find a line for him where he can be, he could find stability, where he's not leaned on so much. We'll see what happens with that because I think he's a guy that really can give you some scoring depth. Not even depth. I think he maybe is a second line guy. I don't think he's a second line guy. I, I, I think he looks here what Patrick looks like here right now. That'd be my really? guess. Really? Yeah. I, I just I, I haven't seen. I it. think he's better than that. I haven't seen it from him lately. I know he got off. He did. He did have the thirty goal year. And again, I, I thought in the beginning he, he had a lot of. Uh, he had a lot of jump in his game. I don't see the jump here recently from him. And m- maybe things are sour for him in Anaheim. Maybe that's the reason. Um, we'll see. It's it's not it's not a guy uh, I'd kind of be going after. But, so, but maybe I'm wrong. W- so what would you do? I mean, if uh, outside of outside of injuries being you know what they are and, and yeah, if you see, know, players if, come back, what would you put him on? Would you have him on the third line? He could be a third line guy, yeah. I mean, I, I again, I I don't want him in the first place, but if he comes here, to me, he's in the bottom six. So, how much better is he if he plays with Chandler Stevenson? We'll, we'll see. see I'm, I'm I, not sure anyone can get him going. I just, Steve. I mean, if you, I got. I think I, if you go from one organization to another, I think you're you're. I mean, look again. We, we go back. To Pacioretty, I think Pacioretty's much more comfortable here yeah. than he ever was in Montreal. For sure. Well, I, th- I think part of that was th- being an American captain in Montreal. That didn't go over well with the fans. So he was under that microscope his entirety up there. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. That's certainly fair to say, but at the same time, it, it wasn't... It, it, that was a major part. But at times, they looked for him to carry it. And he didn't carry it in Montreal. I mean, he don't get me wrong. He was fantastic at yeah. times. But he didn't carry them as much as they... It, the, no, I, the people that I talked to that worked for the Montreal Gazette, they would tell you that almost every sports writer in that room was leaning on him, suffocating him, making him more... Uh, putting more pressure on him than he really needed at that point. Right. And I don't know if that comes down to being American or the fact that they expected him to be an eighty-point guy. I don't know. Probably, I'm, bo- not, I'm not in that room. Yeah, probably both. I, I, I think, I think he he likes it here better because he's not. Uh, again, we, he's a star for sure, but he's not the guy here, and he doesn't have that pressure 
I, I think it freed him up a little bit. Of course. Uh, that was that's exactly right. So I'm just going through <laughs> Yeah, nice job, Steve. Uh, this tweet deck thing drives me insane. I mean, this is the one day where it's like you can prepare all you want, but uh, what's going to happen is going to happen, and it's not going to be on your time. So I just want to make sure. Uh, Andrew Cogliano, as reported by Bob McKenzie, Andrew Cogliano is going to the Colorado Avalanche Yeah, from the San Jose Sharks. Do you know about this? Uh, I just saw it. Oh, okay. I was going to say happened a minute ago. By the way, what, what did you think about the hurdle signing? Uh, uh, awful, awful lot of money there. I, I, uh, and what was the term of that? Was it eight years? I believe it was eight years. I mean, I, you know how I feel about those things. Yeah, yeah. For that's a lot. That is a that's lot. That's a lot for me. Yeah, because you know I understand you want to give guys that you want to give guys stability and you want to make long term commitments. And there are some eight year deals that worked out, but for me. Boy, what if you want to? What if, what if it just is not going to work out in the next two or three years, and you want to unload him? Now you got five years left on a right. deal for a player that's not not performing up to expectations. I mean, granted, we're talking about a guy that's obviously proved himself already. Yeah, it's a, it's not a kid that's going to get you know change overnight because you started to pay him. I d- I just really thought he was going to get moved. I'm I'm I was a little surprised. That big of a deal. Obviously, their thought now is they're they're going to build the future around him. And uh, who, who's the, who's the second leading scorer up there th- this year? Um, blanking on his name. Uh, short short last. Sorry, names. I was just looking at uh, Start, starts with an F. Johan Larson. Um, I know. Um, uh, going to uh, the Washington oh. Capitals for a 20, 2023 third round pick. Uh, they're going to retain fifty percent of his. Um, salary as well but this thing's just going nuts and i'm waiting for something for uh the uh vegas golden knights to come across i i don't know if you're gonna see it i think you're gonna see something i mean keep in mind you have 42 minutes right this thing doesn't go all day correct you got till three o'clock eastern time 12 pacific so you got 42 minutes to make a deal but but they're also they can't happen after the, the, yeah there there will be deals that, that get sent in before right uh the time but then don't get announced until an hour or two later um, but on that on the fifty percent of the of of the other guy's deal reminded me of well, uh, Chicago t- taking on fifty percent of Flurry's contract. Did, you, did, yep. did, did did that surprise you that they would that they would take on that much to move him? No, I mean let's see what they have. Let's see what they where they are. I mean, did, did uh, they need that cap? The other fifty percent cap relief? Or did they need it that badly that they're willing to? To take on the fifty to, to, to get the other money. I'm just off. bringing uh, bringing up right now their projected cap space. Well, yeah, well their cap space right now is 179 thousand. So they have 179 thousand as their cap space, and then, I mean, obviously they didn't need that to get to the floor. So I I also heard uh, rumors earlier, and I haven't heard anything God, lately. Got three round. Li- listen, to, not to interrupt you, but yeah. look at listen to Chicago. And their picks. And granted, I understand that even a second round pick, I think the numbers are thirty percent of second round picks actually make or become NHL impactful players. Okay. Or even a marginal player. They don't have a first round pick, uh, this upcoming draft. But after that, they have two second rounders, conditional pick from Minnesota. You have three third rounders, including the uh, selection uh, from um, the Vegas Golden Knights in the third round. They have three third rounders, and I have to think this offcoming year, uh, this this summer, the probably Kane is going to get moved. I, I've I'm just, heard going to get into that with you. I've heard this numerous times. Right. It's going to be a UFA in 2023, and he's got two years left on his 10.5 million dollar deal. That's a guy that probably is a summertime deal. It's not a trade deadline deal. It's a summertime deal. And, and where I remember you, when Taves and Kane had, I mean, <laughs> you looked at when you looked at cap friendly for the Chicago Blackhawks. I mean, there was five six years right. that these guys. And you're sitting. I remember with them. Just they're kind of where they are right now. When they're in, they're in really even 
I want to say uh, cap HE hockey sticks, <laughs> but that's really where they were at one point. That's kind of where they are a little bit now. They have those two deals that are really the albatross around their neck, and if they deal Kane, which is probably the, the likely between Kane and Taves, I mean, that's going to free up some space for for them for sure. Obviously, $10.5 million. They have... Calvin DeHaan, which I haven't seen, has been moved yet, but I thought maybe that he would be moved today. And Kevin Lankin, it's gonna, he'll come off. Um, that's only eight hundred thousand. So, yeah. So as far as Chicago is concerned, you know they have two RFA's, Dylan Strom. Um, yeah, one is that uh, Strom is the Kubalik get moved today. Dominic Kubalik. I thought I heard his name today. I'm Maybe not, not sure. Maybe not. Yeah, this is called on the fly. Where, so where where Sorry, where NHL Network? Where do you think Kane would go? It it seemed to me like like two weeks ago there was some speculation, maybe a trade deadline deal, and it seemed like one team kept getting mentioned, but I, I forget who it was now. So now that, now that we're looking at a, at an off season deal, uh, who do you think are the favorites for Kane on a potential deal there? I think it's really too early to even talk about that. I mean, you need to know. Uh, you know, for Chicago, or for even you talk about a team like the Rangers, they have you look at their cap space and say, "Oh, I got a ton of cap space." Well, they won't during the regular season because now all these, um, you know, they're going to have to make some decisions cap wise that are going to currently eat that are going to definitely eat up all that cap space that they have. Uh, you have to really sit down. Sorry, I didn't do this, Steve. You have to really sit down and look at where the projected cap space is going to be versus the amount of you know contracts are up who, who and what it's going to take to sign specific teams so or specific players so i don't know if you're can say okay this i i'll i'll tell you this about about kane because there wasn't anybody specifically that was a front runner there wasn't a hot rumor going on that he was going to go to another team during the trade deadline so i think it's way too early to say Hey, look, this is where he's going to go, um, you know, in the off season. I think it's way too early for that. Also today, too, uh, Jake DeBrusque gets signed to an extension for the Boston Bruins, and that's huge because DeBrusque was a guy that you know wanted out of Boston. Not not saying it won't. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe the just restructuring you, of his. Did uh, they sign him to move him? Right, exactly. Well, you got. We'll see. I don't think so at this point. I think DeBrusque is a guy that would have already been moved. This is a guy that you would have been talking about or had requested a trade since the beginning of the, of the year. And people, even outside of you know the Bruins, anybody's UFA doesn't mean that they have to be moved. Right. Doesn't mean just because you're a UFA the team's going to move you. Because it doesn't... Don't think, hey, well, if we don't move them, we're not going to get anything. You are getting something. Yeah, You're getting cap space. Right. So it, that's what I wonder sometimes is the does the cap space that you would get if you didn't move this UFA, would that outweigh getting a, 20, 20, a second round pick or a third round pick? Because to me, a second and third or whatever late round pick, always gets trumped by I'm going to get an NHL player back on my roster. That always trumps getting picks to me. Yeah. I understand if you're Seattle and I understand if you were Vegas a couple years ago, you, you're trying to build and you use those assets to build your organization, which they did with NHL players. That to me always trumps that. I mean, this second, especially if you're second round, late second round player. Nah. If I can get a quality NHL player and you got two two camps is the quality NHL player going to help you win a Stanley Cup or are you getting a depth guy for the future so uh so Dave Shane Shaner uh who's going to be on with us is you breaking news uh not really okay uh he says I'm hearing to don off to the Ducks but to nothing the Ducks? Of, to, but nothing official yet so now the Golden Knights tweeted out I'm paraphrasing um, okay so 
so are we putting one and one together and Raquel. making two out of Raquel? Yeah. I, and I, Hague? Uh, well, I'd hate to give up Hague. <laughs> well, he's been non-existent. But you, you have to... Seriously, you have to give up Hag and no, no, no. I'm just throwing it out there. No, no. I'm just, but I'm saying, and to Don off to get Raquel. I hope, I hope you're getting Raquel and some picks. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just taking it and running with it. And like I, I, I think Hag's got a, you know, he's got some stuff to work on. But, but I like his size. I, th- I think he's gotten better over the time that he's been here. I, I'd, I'd rather not give him up if I, if I don't have to. My opinion. God, every time I refresh this, there's nothing else. Gonna, it drives me nuts. Yeah, I, I, I'm smelling something for Raquel. The Donoff. I don't know what they're giving up as far as, you know. Picks or prospects. Yeah, I, I mean, it's... You get to a point like Carolina, you know, Rod Brendamore said, yeah, I don't think we're going anywhere right now. I think we're pretty... Happy where they are. You look at that division. Carolina's uh, Carolina. Pittsburgh's not moving much. Philadelphia made some minor trades. Rangers got some depth. Capitals not moving much. Nobody in the Metropolitan is moving at all. Certainly as much as it looks like in the Atlantic. A little, little surprising to me. I, th- I thought you know any of those teams could have added depth uh, to help them in the playoffs. Uh, Predators GM David Poole is going to address the media this afternoon at uh, would be one o'clock our time. Uh, so something's up in Nashville. Mister Poole always seems to be able to pull off something that that helps his team. That the last there was a there was a period there two or three years ago for two or three years where uh, he made some missteps, but um, he's got Nashville rolling again. Very good GM. So. Uh, again, one o'clock our time. Uh, look for some some news out of uh, out of Nashville. So, uh, so I'm look. I'm just want to. It's it's tough doing a show and scrolling and all this stuff. Uh, Jesse Granger a couple hours ago sent out this tweet. I thought was pretty interesting. The Wild finally trading for Mark Andre Fleury is an interesting one. He says that the prior to the Vegas trading him last summer, uh, the Wild were the team that Jesse heard had the most interest. Of course, GM Bill Guerin was Fleury's teammate in Pittsburgh, which we talked about, and knows um, what he brings to the table on the ice and in the room. So that that's interesting. I had heard that that angle this morning, and I should have cleaned up my Twitter feed. It, it makes sense. I mean, it it, it makes um, Minnesota infinitely better in, in a playoff run with, with him and Net for uh, for the reasons that you gave when uh, when we had Chuck on. I mean. It, it, the the team now, you know, has much more confidence in him behind them. So they're they're going to push forward. They're going to score more goals and, and and give up less with him in net. Um, so it's I I think it's it's what Minnesota needed uh, makes them a much better team, much more dangerous team as we had. I like Minnesota. Uh, yeah, and nobody talked about it to their to their credit. Nobody talked about the Dumba injury. Nobody talked about the Jordan Greenway injury, which is God. He's a he's a big boy, literally yeah, off the ice. Yeah, uh, to get off the ice, and that's when they kind of went into a little bit of a tailspin. And we talked about this before that, um, y- you know, uh, Greenway is you know is a third line guy, but he's a huge presence on the ice. He is. You know, the guy's got. I think it's what three goals in his last five games. That's all the production you could potentially ask for out of your third line. Top line is set. The Hartman line is fantastic. The Goudreau line is is great. They have depth now. Yeah, there's a physical uh, nature about them that, that that sets tones for games. They're they're very difficult to play against. They're they're, they're even getting production from the blue line because. I think Spurgeon is even production depth pers- uh, production from the blue line from their depth guys. Spurgeon has seven assists in his last ten. Um, Galagoski's there. Brodin and Dumbo, I think, are really I, even. You know, Kulikov and John Merrill. We know what we were getting from John Merrill. That they have pretty good depth there as well. And, and now, you know, 
now with Talbot and Flurry, uh, I think that changes the the entire dynamic of of the conference. Yeah, I think right. that really boosts them up back up into a position where you know they were probably a couple months ago. Then they fell off. But I love Dean Evanson. I love how he runs his team. I love how he gives them, uh, you know, a long leash and the days off randomly that he gives players, and he allows them to kind of, you know, be professionals. And, and we'll talk about his this here in a second. But uh, I, it's interesting because I, I'm and I'm glad we kind of fell into this because we were going to talk about the Minnesota Wild because of course the Vegas Golden Knights are playing uh, the Minnesota Wild, and so we're going to take. A quick break, and then when we come back, we'll talk to Joel O'Donnell, uh, the radio voice of the Minnesota Wild, and get their take on the deal for Marc-Andre Fleury. We'll be back. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and up to a $100 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Complete details available at all sportsbooks. Oasis Bar and Grill at 4955 South Decatur near the corner of Trop has been totally renovated. It features incredible food with a kitchen that's open 24-7. Gaming promotions every month. There are cashback drawings for loyal players. The banquet room is spacious and a great venue for any type of function. Sports fans won't miss any of the action with HD TVs throughout the property. Oasis is a great place to meet and make new friends. The staff is fun and engaging. Get in on the fun with great food, great drink, and gaming promotions at Oasis Bar and Grill, 4955 South Dakota. Experience the thrill of the grill. John Smith Subs is home of the famous steak bomb and other premium deli subs with grilled-to-order marinated sirloin steak, grilled chicken, farm fresh veggies, and delicious bread baked daily. Our subs are making a name for themselves with quality and flavor. Add an order of piping hot french fries and you have a meal you can't get anyplace else. Experience the thrill of the grill at John Smith Subs. Visit johnsmithsubs.com to find a location near you. Hey, Golden Knights fans, I'm attorney Adam Kuttner. I'm proud to be an official partner of the Vegas Golden Knights. We're giving you the chance to play at home along with the Golden Knights to win home game tickets through our power play giveaway. Each time the Golden Knights are on a power play, we'll pick one of my Twitter followers who tags me on Twitter with the hashtag Adam Kuttner power play. And when the Golden Knights score, that lucky fan wins tickets to the Fortress. So make sure to follow me on Twitter. Go Knights, go! Calling all Vegas Golden Knights super fans for the Terribles game day giveaway. During all of Vegas Golden Knights home games, visit any participating Terribles location, make a qualifying purchase, get a scratch card, enter on the Terribles app, and you could win a $1,000 Golden Knights shopping spree. Best yet, one lucky customer will win this prize every day the Vegas Golden Knights have a home game. Terribles game day giveaway. It's only at Terribles. Visit Terribles.com for more details. Oasis Bar and Grill at 4955 South Decatur near the corner of Trop has been totally renovated. It features incredible food with a kitchen that's open 24-7. Gaming promotions every month. There are cashback drawings for loyal players. The banquet room is spacious and a great venue for any type of function. Sports fans won't miss any of the action with HD TVs throughout the property. Oasis is a great place to meet and make new friends. The staff is fun and engaging. Get in on the fun with great food, great drink, and gaming promotions at Oasis Bar and Grill, 4955 South Decatur. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and up to a $100 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any station casino or wildfire complete details available at all sports books i mean what is this papa was a rolling stone 
little Motown for you. I mean, I thought this was a... That's deep. Now, if we're going to play this music game, yeah. I'm not going that deep. All right. I mean, if you start out with a horn, I have no chance. Oh, I got horns. I love horns. If I, I thought, honestly, that was a, some remix version of Crazy Train. Oh, uh, no. In the beginning, it's a, it's kind of like the same bass line. Yeah. This reminds me of Shaft. <laughs> it does. So. <laughs> okay, my friend. Yes. 23 minutes left in the crazy day that is the trade deadline. A day that I know Brian Blessing loved, but drives me nuts because I'm so structured. Yes. And between this unstructured nature of the NHL trade deadline the fact that guests have to go and it can't be on creates more unstructured radio. Right. Uh, it's I'm a complete mess. Uh, it used to be Carp and I and uh, and Brian and and we all had our phones going. <laughs> and 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 whoever saw it first, they just kind of raised their hand and, and took it over. So well, so then while that guy's talking about that deal, We're, the other two guys the other, are looking. Yeah. yeah. Well, it does look like something is going down. With that enough, yes, to Anaheim, and that looks like what's going to happen. And then, uh, obviously, if that does happen, we'll let you know about that. I got too much other stuff on my Twitter feed too that drives me nuts. Okay, major movement in the NHL today. I'm Dana Lane along with Stevie Slapshot from the Brian Blessing Radio Studio, powered by Station Casinos, and of course the STN app. Major movement today. None bigger than Marc-Andre Fleury going to Minnesota. Let's bring in radio play-by-play voice of the Wild, Joe O'Donnell. And, Joe, it was really good timing to have you on today. First, I I thought we were going to just talk about the the Wild and the Knights tonight, but we have a lot more to talk about. I can't imagine how excited you guys are to to get Mark on the ice. Yeah, I think uh, for the entire organization, and first of all, guys, thanks for having me on. I, you, know, you picked very good timing, like you said. Um, this is a sign to the fan base that, you know, this is an opportunity. This year is an opportunity, and there's certainly cap ramifications for the Wild moving forward due to the Zach Parise and Ryan Suter buyouts from this past offseason. They really kick in the next two years where Minnesota will just have way less money to spend compared to the other teams in the NHL, so... This is sort of looked at as a year where, especially with the way the team started, like, hey, this could be an opportunity to make a run. And I think Bill Guerin has signaled to the organization as a whole, the fan base, the state of Minnesota, that he believes in this team. He added one piece at each group. Uh, Tyson Jost acquired from Colorado a few days ago as a, you know, slotted as a fourth-line center iceman to start his wild tenure. Uh, Nick Delorier is a big, rugged winger they got from Anaheim. Um, they traded the rights to Jack McBain, a prospect who was not going to sign to acquire a draft aspect, uh, draft prospect, you know, uh, some more capital there. And then Marc-Andre Fleury. I mean, um, the resume speaks for itself. He was having a pretty good year numbers-wise, despite Chicago being a bit of a grease fire. And he adds to the locker room dynamic that has been so important for this team since day one. And look, when you when you trade for a guy, nobody from the previous organization, for the most part, is ever going to be like, oh, bad guy, you picked a bad guy. They always talk about the guy's character, right? Hard worker, great guy in the room. I mean, hockey players, for the most part, are good, are good people. But Marc-Andre Fleury is widely known around the league as being one of the best guys in the NHL. Everybody loves him. Everybody wants to be around him. And so the Wild didn't disrupt their dynamic at all with these moves they've made. They've had a good culture all year long. And when you add a guy with, uh, well, heck, the reigning Vesna champion, Stanley Cups, I mean, I think this is this was a move the Wild, you know, Bill Guerin felt it was a move that needed to be made, then I think most of the fan base would agree they're going in. And, Joe, talk about that relationship between Marc-Andre Fleury and Bill Guerin. You, obviously, they're, they're friends. They know each other. You know, Bill knows Mark's strengths and weaknesses and how it's going to help the, the Minnesota Wild, but was there 
any inkling early on that you know this might happen because of that relationship it, it's funny because after these trades don't we go back joe and and look at the pieces and say oh that makes complete sense and, yep. and, but beforehand we're kind of sitting there just trying to put the pieces together was there any rumblings that this might have happened before today well, I think your point's a good one. Often in hindsight, you go, oh, well, that GM knows this player, or that GM knows that GM very well. They used to play together. You have to look for this coach had this guy in the minors. I mean, there's so many things that tie players to organizations that on the surface you might not think make sense, and then you do a little deep dive or you go back and look at it and you go, yeah, you know what, this should have had some legs. Um, you know, I, I respect Mike Russo from The Athletic who's covered the NHL in the wild for quite some time. He's one of the most tapped in beat writers there are. Uh, he's very well respected. When he says something has a chance to happen, he doesn't just put pen to paper to try and get clicks or increase his follower, you know, his followers. I mean, he said for the last couple of weeks that flurry was a possibility. I don't know that I ever really necessarily so much believed it until Flurry was in with the Blackhawks over the weekend for a Saturday afternoon game, and Russo seemed to think there was a chance he wouldn't leave the building. Uh, he would just become a member of the Wild and switch dressing rooms, so to speak, after the game. So the last couple of days, I thought it was a real possibility. Uh, I think the bigger question was, would they trade a goaltender, which ultimately the Wild did not do in that deal, uh, getting Flurry for a conditional second-round pick that could be a first-rounder. But they did move Kapo Kakinen, uh, the AHL goalie of the year from a couple years ago and a former Minnesota Wild fourth-round pick, to the Sharks to get Jacob Middleton, who's a big defenseman with some toughness to his game. So I think the Wild addressed a lot the last few days, getting some grit into their lineup, getting a little more size on defense now with Middleton, and obviously a huge piece uh, between the pipes. Because now you've got Marc-Andre Fleury, you've got Cam Talbot, um, and I think they can complement each other really well. And, and we've seen, guys, you need two goaltenders to win, not only in the regular season, but sometimes in the playoffs as well. But this is obviously, I mean, if they were happy with where Talbot was and maybe yeah. Ka- where Kakinen was, of course, this deal probably would have not, not likely have been made, but... I think they, in my opinion, they've given Cam more than enough opportunity to say, here's the reins, we want you to take it. And he's played a little bit better, but certainly overall pitcher, he has not taken it. I mean, could you foresee? I'm I'm thinking at least a 60-40 split if Mark comes in and plays well. I would have to agree. I mean, obviously I didn't get a chance to talk to the coaching staff about what their thoughts are. Bill Garrett, I think, is going to be available later this afternoon to the media. Um, so we'll see if he has any insight there. But Talbot will start tonight. That much was made clear by Dean Evison today uh, as Flurry's trying to get his way to town. But I would I would say that, yeah, I mean, especially with how many games the Wild have and how many back-to-backs they have, I think when, you know, after the All-Star break and things, the games in 70 days to play, um, they've obviously chiseled into that a little bit, but I wouldn't be surprised if because of all these back-to-backs, not a lot of practice time and days to rest, if you see both guys down the stretch, and it might just be the case of whoever's playing better. I mean, the one thing about Cam Talbot is he was great for Minnesota last year. It's the reason they brought him in was because of his ability to make sort of that routine save. Uh, metrics, analytics-wise, he was one of the best in the league two years prior in stopping the ones that need to be stopped. And the Wild didn't get very good goaltending a couple years ago. So they signed Talbot for the fact, like, hey, we defend well. We just need somebody to make the save that needs to be made. And and Cam's been a little, to be honest, probably a little up and down this year. He's either been really good or not so good. And so I think this adds some stability. I mean, if Talbot ends up being the guy, Marc-Andre Fleury's taken a backseat before. He's a great teammate, and he's a hell of a guy to have as your your 1B. Um, If Fleury ends up, playing well and taking the number one job. Cam Talbot, by all indications, great guy as well. I don't think he's that nice. So both guys want to play. Both are competitive. They want to win. And I think Minnesota's put themselves in a really good spot now with two veteran goaltenders that both have playoff experience. And you lean on the hot hand, it would be my guess. 
not only are you are you better and you're going to get more wins and, and you're going to be more dangerous in the playoffs uh, with Flurry. I, I think the fans are going to see an even more not that you guys weren't exciting, but an even more exciting brand of hockey because yeah. the, the the guys in front of Flurry are going to trust him and they're going to go right. They're they're, they're going to attack the offensive zone because they've got Flurry behind them. Yeah, I think Mark Andre Flurry's never been shy on personality. Um, he, he plays the game with some flair, whether it's the flashy glove save or his pregame stuff or in between whistles. I mean, he just brings an he, he brings an energy and a vibe to the locker room that um, I don't think you can ever have enough of. So yeah, the, the wild locker room this year has been fun. They they seem to be a tight group. They're just adding another piece to that puzzle. And the other thing is too, there's so much experience with Mark Andre Fleury. I don't know that he ever gets rattled. Um, at right. least as his career moved, as his career's moved along, he seems to be almost unflappable. You need that uh, persona in your room when things aren't going well, whether it's regular season or playoffs. And I think he'll add that element as well. So yeah, the fan base should be more excited. This is the most maybe uh, exciting team for for the Minnesota Wild. I mean, they're scoring goals at a clip they've never scored before. Kirill Kaprizov is a bona fide star. Matt Zuccarello is having a career year. They're top five in the league offensively. So it's a fun team, and they just got a little bit more fun, so to speak, now in a position you normally don't expect it between the pipes. We're talking to Joel O'Donnell, the radio voice of the Minnesota Wild here on Vegas Hockey Hotline. And, Joe, how long does it do you anticipate it takes him to get there? Because, because I assume you and myself, everybody in the media, we, re- we root for the theater of the trades. I would assume we would <laughs> – have loved for this to have happened yesterday. Uh, I know yeah. Calbit, Talbot has been uh, named the starting goaltender for tonight, but boy, wouldn't that have been great for him to have just flown in on a cape and taken the reins tonight against the Vegas Golden Knights? Yeah, I think the biggest thing, if I had a guess, is probably family. I mean, he's got he has a wife and kids that he's got to think about. So even though Chicago to Minnesota is such a quick little flight, you know, you could have him here in, in an hour and a half if he was able to get on quickly. He's probably got a lot of stuff in his life to think about. I know it was a tough decision for him from everything I read to even yeah. waive the no-trade clause. And, um, you know, the Blackhawks, when they acquired him, I guess, gave him the understanding, no matter what, you know, you will sign off on any deal. And when their season fell apart, I'm sure, for a few weeks and months, he was thinking about this option, not necessarily Minnesota, but is there somewhere I'd be willing to go? So you can just tell that, you know, despite all he's accomplished in his career, he still would love to win again. Yeah, how much? Uh, there's nothing that nothing that replaces that, right? So I think that's an interesting dynamic here. How much does the geography of the deal come into play? Because Toronto was also rumored to be in the mix, yeah. and I just think, in knowing Mark a little bit, and you know, seeing him interact with his family, and knowing how important they are to him, I would have thought the geography between Chicago and Minnesota was as important or at least a a high percentage of importance uh, rather than going to Toronto where it was going to be much further away. Not too much, but a little bit more. Yeah, from what I read, that's spot on. You have the border crossing for family members and COVID and all those sorts of things. It can make it difficult. So I think Minnesota probably lucked out in that regard. There weren't too many teams that were probably on his, uh, his short list, and so they took full advantage of it. Um, At the same time, Bill Guerin was not going to part with a first-round pick. He made that very clear. Now, it's conditional, meaning if the Wild advance, I believe it's to the conference finals and Flurry wins at least four games for the first two rounds, then it becomes a first-rounder. So the Blackhawks have some incentive there for the Wild to have some playoff success, which I'm sure will be weird for their fan base. But um, I think it's a great trade all the way around. I think Blackhawks got uh, a draft asset, which they can certainly use as they continue to rebuild that organization. And for the Wild, they have that stability between the pipes now that give them maybe as good of a 1A and 1B as anybody in the NHL. I talk about a couple weeks back when Greenway was out of the lineup and Matt Dumba was out of the lineup and, and things weren't going as smooth as they had been the entire season. And I made that this point on various platforms that having those guys out of the lineup you know we we think of these players as just so interchangeable and the next guy up is is going to do the job and you know but you know not having greenway in the lineup not only is you don't have his offense 
but you also don't have his presence as well. And not having Dumba on that top pairing with Brodeen, I mean, you don't have his presence on the ice. And then when they came back, it seemed like the Minnesota Wild started to pick right up where they left off again. Yeah, I mentioned this the other day on the air. Um, actually, it was on a on another show I was on, I feel like they're both undervalued a lot of ways, not even within the organization or the fan base, but maybe even nationally. Uh, I don't think a lot of people know how good Matt Dumba is playing 23, 24 minutes a night, top five in every defensive category for the Wild, from hits to block shots to time on ice, shots on goal. I mean, he, he does a lot of things. He helps run the power play, can kill penalties. A lot of times fans, I feel like, have always wanted more from Matt Dumba because he's this, you know, former seventh overall pick. But he's a guy who's played 500 games in the NHL, and he plays in every situation. And so, yeah, long-term, you lose him for one or two games, you can get by. You lose him for a stretch of four to six to eight games, it becomes harder. And the same thing for Jordan Greenway. Here's a kid that is finally, I think he's found his niche, right? They were always kind of tantalizing moments with Jordan Greenway. But playing with Joel Eriksson-Eck and Marcus Foligno and going up and down that left-wing side, hitting everything that moves, he scored a goal now in three straight games. Uh, his physical presence is very important for what the Wild like to do, which is hunt pucks on the forecheck. And without him for an extended period of time, again, I think initially it's like, oh, they'll be fine. And then as you watch games go on and they're too leaky defensively and they're not playing their brand of hockey they were missing some of their identity Dumba and Greenway are a huge part of the locker room culture the vibe there they bring energy and they certainly bring a physical presence I mean the word you use presence is exactly how I describe both those guys Really impressed with the organization, Joe, there in uh, Minnesota. Bill, Bill Guerin, I think, has just done a fantastic job since he's been there. He, he got those two contracts uh, you know, out. It, it felt like those were uh, albatrosses around their neck. I, I know it handcuffs them a little bit here in the future, but I, I think it was a good move to, to get the, those contracts uh, out of there. And then, uh, you know, obviously adding Flurry and the forward depth uh, that he added this year, really good moves. It's been almost two years right to the day that uh, Dean Evason replaced uh, Bruce, Bruce Boudreau. I'm really impressed with, with Evason. I don't know him off the ice or at practice. He's, he seems like a stern, stone-faced kind of guy, a guy that will blow your hair if it needs to be blown. Well, but obviously the players are playing for him, so they, they must like him. What, what's he like uh, in practice and, and in the locker room with those guys? I got to know Dean pretty well in the American Hockey League when he was coaching in Milwaukee, and I was with the Iowa Wild, and I'd interview him you know, before every matchup between those two teams, and they'd play quite a bit in the minors. You tend to play the same opponents over and over, and I was always impressed with him. He's respectful. He's intense. I mean, you talked about sort of that glare. Uh, and I think at the same time, though, the guys like playing for him. Uh, I think there's a side to Dean Evans. In fact, I know there's a side to Dean Evans that the media doesn't see so much. The fans probably don't see. But he's intense. He's passionate. And I think he's fair. And when you're honest and fair with players, they respect that. He played almost 800 games in the NHL, so he's got that going for him. He's a longtime assistant coach uh, in the NHL, got his minor league head coaching experience, and those Milwaukee teams are always really good competitive teams that he coached. So I think the pedigree's there. Um, He's been able to lean on his assistants and make it a very collective effort there from the coaching staff perspective, and he trusts his players. Uh, but back to your point on Bill Guerin, because I, I don't want to overlook that. You know, Bill Guerin has some stones, all right? Some of the moves he has made have not been the most popular. Um, he needed ownership sign-off, I'm sure, on the Parisian suitor buyouts. Like, those were big moves that changed the face of the franchise. And it wasn't changing the face of the franchise by adding. It was by subtracting. And it was a way to reset the way the locker room was run. And Jared Spurgeon is an unbelievable human being. He's selfless as a leader in that hockey team. And this team has literally, since day one of training camp, talked about how they felt that there was this collective sort of force, that, that it was a welcoming locker room. First game in the NHL, 800 games in the NHL. New guy comes into the trade deadline. Whatever the scenario, they're going to be brought into that room and feel like they're part of the team. They can have a voice, and nobody's going to be upset when their playing time diminishes because the guy that's jumping in is just as much a part of the thing as they are. And, and that's something Dean Evans has talked about a lot this year. And I know sometimes that can be cliche, but I really believe that's made this wild team a special team this year 
They like each other, they play for each other, and they play for their coach. Joe, there's so much going on today with it being a deadline day, and it's we got four minutes to go. Just real quick, we have a, about 30 seconds or a minute, but you know, outside of the trade deadline, we actually have a hockey game going on tonight between yeah. the, the Wild and the Golden Knights. What's your f- quick feeling on you know, where the Wild are? And you know Vegas has played better of late, but obviously still banged up. Uh, do you go into this game with a little bit of confidence tonight that they should, should take care of business against Vegas? Well, Vegas has done well in the season series, so I don't know if there's something there or not. Um, the Wild, though, both times they played Vegas in Vegas, if I'm not mistaken, it was part of a back-to-back, so maybe a more fatigued Wild group. They've now had a couple of days off and practice time in there since their win Saturday over Chicago. Um, you know, So I, I think this will be a, a, re, a, a different Wild team than the Vegas Golden Knights saw previously. Um, so it'll be interesting. Interesting matchup. Vegas is in desperate needs of points in the standings. And anytime you have a desperate team at the other end, you know you better bring your A game. Yeah, well, Joe, I appreciate you coming on. Joe O'Donnell, radio voice for the Minnesota Wild. It's been a big day, and hopefully for Vegas we'll uh, see some deals here in the next minute or so. But for you guys, all the best to you and your organization, and, of course, to Marc-Andre Fleury moving forward. Yeah, certainly a big day around the NHL, and I appreciate you guys having me on. All right, there he goes, Joe O'Donnell, radio voice for the Minnesota Wild. That wraps up another day for Sportsbook Radio, Vegas Hockey Hotline, and you can get back to my structured radio tomorrow. Once again, we want to thank Alex Wright from the UNLV Free Press. Dave Shane, we will get him on, but of course had to run. He pre-warned me, uh, and we'll see what comes of that, if anything. And of course, Chuck Esposito, our friends over at Station Casinos and the STN app. Who, that app is insane. I mean, I, I have that, and <laughs> I can't imagine if you're a guy that doesn't have a, a vision for what you're doing, especially when it comes for it comes to betting on college basketball, and you look at all the ops, uh, options, I'm just like, oh, please, just just give me side in total. I can't handle everything else. But that that's just me. Believe me, for, for the player, it's a definitive positive. Thank you to Joe. Uh, once again, tomorrow on the show, Alex Coffey, who is a writer for the Philadelphia Phillies. They'll be on to talk about and discuss the moves and update on Bryce Harper. Uh, Matt Neverett from UNLV Baseball also broadcasts numerous sports there at UNLV. Mike Kelly from the NHL Network will join us as well. And Darren Balming, who covers the Winnipeg Jets, will preview the Knights and the Jets. For Stevie Slapshot. I'm Dana Lane. Thanks for joining us on Vegas Hockey Hotline. We'll see you tomorrow. Let me sneak one in right at the end, Dana. Trade between uh, Detroit and St. Louis. Yep. Uh, Detroit moves. Uh, uh, Detroit receives Jake Wallman and Oscar Lundquist along Sunquist, along with a uh, a 23 second round <laughs> draft pick. St. Louis gets Nick Letty and uh, Luke Witzkowski. All right, there you go. Thanks, Steve. Adding depth. <laughs> Best game you can name is the good old hockey game.